This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Wednesday, September 29th. Coming up, a Missouri judge has thrown a wrench into the state attorney general's plans to immediately end school mask mandates. But first, some headlines. New COVID-19 cases are declining in Kansas and Missouri, but the death tolls in each state are climbing. KCUR's Alex Smith reports. The Missouri Health Department this week announced 136 previously unreported COVID-19 deaths in the state. That includes an average of more than three deaths per day in September. Missouri regularly reports COVID fatalities discovered through examination of death certificates. Missouri now exceeds 12,000 lives lost to COVID-19. Meanwhile, in Kansas, Governor Laura Kelly ordered flags to be flown at half-staff in honor of residents who were recently killed by the coronavirus. In total, more more than 6,000 Kansans have died of COVID. Kansas City police say they're losing so many employees that they're going back to staffing levels not seen in 25 years. KCPD Command told the Board of Police Commissioners yesterday there are currently 1,207 sworn officers and 504 non-sworn. That's down more than 300 people. Police Chief Rick Smith said many officers will retire from downtown foot patrols and programs that work with school children. The very aspect that that you know we want community engagement is the very things that are getting hit the hardest as we try and respond to the citizens' need for 911 calls. The police department and city hall are currently in court over the police budget. City spokesman Chris Hernandez says the department agreed to get rid of 100 vacant jobs. And he says as higher paid officers retire, their former salary dollars will help pay for new recruits. Just three months after signing a controversial new gun law, Missouri Governor Mike Parson says it needs to be reviewed. KCUR's Luke Martin reports. The governor told a St. Louis TV station that the law was meant more as a message to the Biden administration, but he said, quote, we need to find a way to move forward on this without causing problems for the local law enforcement or the federal agency. The new law imposes a $50,000 fine on any Missouri official who enforces a federal gun law that isn't also a state law. It drew criticism from law enforcement even before it was signed. Last month, in a court filing against the law, the Justice Department said it had already impeded criminal investigations in the state. Kansas lawmakers are considering a monthly 50-cent fee on all phone lines to cover a new suicide hotline system. The state has already spent $3 million to move to the new national 988 suicide hotline number next year. Andy Brown of the Kansas Department for Aging and Disability Services says the 50-cent fee would bring in $18 million a year to support call centers and emergency services. What we want to do is make sure that we have enough capacity at our call centers to answer those calls and then also make sure that we have services that can be provided to people um, that may need more than just somebody to talk to on the phone. States have to cover the cost because no federal funding is currently available. Missouri estimates the changes will cost almost $15 million in the first year. We'll be right back.
Don't forget to subscribe to The Early Bird, the daily news email from KCUR. Get news from Kansas City to Washington, D.C. delivered to your inbox every weekday at 6 a.m. Be in the know before you even get out of bed. The Early Bird. Subscribe at kcur.org slash newsletters. My name is Bob Hill, and I'm Minister Emeritus of Community Christian Church. You know, in our rapid-fire, up-to-the-minute, split-second world, we need news and information about important things in our lives, and I get that from KCUR, probably more from KCUR than I do any other information and news source in my life. And it's always delivered by people that I trust, journalists that can be counted on to get things right. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. About a month ago, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt sued Columbia Public Schools over the district's mask mandate. It's an attempt to ban mask mandates in schools across the state. Yesterday, a court in Columbia held a hearing in the case, and Dan Margulies covered that story for us. And he's here once again to lend us his legal expertise. Hi, Dan. Hi, Noe. So what was this hearing about? So just by way of background, Nomeen, the Attorney General sued Columbia Public Schools on August 24th over their mask mandate, as you noted, arguing that it's unconstitutional, arbitrary and capricious, and unreasonable. Interestingly, even though Columbia Public Schools, the members of its school board and its superintendent are the only named defendants in this action, Schmidt filed the suit as a so-called reverse class action, meaning he is seeking to have every school district in the state with a mask mandate, and there are about 50 such school districts right now out of the roughly 500 school districts in Missouri. He was seeking to have all of those school districts named as members of a defendant class. In other words, He was trying to invalidate mask orders not only in Columbia Public Schools, but in every single school district with a mask order. Now, Columbia Public Schools filed a motion to dismiss, saying Schmidt was not trying to enforce the law, but, quote, subvert it, unquote. And I got to tell you, it's a motion remarkable for the harshness of its tone. And if I can take the liberty of quoting just a couple of sentences from Columbia Public Schools' dismissal motion, uh, I'd like to do that. They write, never has the Office of the Attorney General attempted to bring a legal action under the Missouri Administrative Procedures Act to challenge the decision of a local public school district. Never has the Office of the Attorney General attempted to certify a class of defendants not from a group of private companies and certainly not from a group of public entities. Never has the Office of the Attorney General attempted to have a court enjoin every single public school district in the state. And never has the Office of the Attorney General attempted to override the local governing authority of 532 separately elected bodies, each of whom have made independent and different safety decisions based on the specific needs of their individual communities. So what was the outcome of this hearing? Well, several things happened at the hearing today, Nomeen. First, Boone County Circuit Judge Brooke Jacobs declined to dismiss Schmidt's lawsuit. 
And that's not particularly surprising because overcoming a motion to dismiss really requires surmounting a very low bar. Unless a lawsuit is completely devoid of merit on its face, a judge is going to decline to, de to toss it at such an early stage of the proceedings before the parties have had a chance to engage in discovery or the exchange of information both sides are required to provide one another. That said, the hearing was less than a victory for the Attorney General. He is certainly not going to be able to take a victory dance. Judge Jacobs refused to grant his motion for a preliminary injunction to block Columbia Public Schools from enforcing its mask mandate. And perhaps an even bigger setback for him was that the judge declined to certify a class of defendants, meaning even if Schmidt ultimately does get the outcome he seeks, it will only be against Columbia Public Schools. If he wants to invalidate mask mandates in other school districts, no mean, he'll have to sue them individually rather than in one all-encompassing lawsuit. And of course, that will be time-consuming and expensive. Judge Jacobs, by the way, also declined to let the ACLU intervene in the case on behalf of students with disabilities. The ACLU had argued that Schmidt's attempt to invalidate mask mandates put them in jeopardy. And this is the ACLU of Missouri? Yes. So what happens next? Well, as I understand it, Nomain, the Attorney General is now going to seek a preliminary injunction against Columbia Public Schools only, which doesn't mean, of course, that he won't attempt to do the same with other school districts, except, as I mentioned a moment ago, he'd have to sue them individually. Seems like at, a large task. A large task, indeed. And at some point, once the case against Columbia Public Schools plays out, both parties will have the opportunity to appeal, assuming school mask orders haven't become moot at that point. Now, by then, Schmidt might have accomplished what he's really seeking, which is appealing to a certain segment of the electorate. It's very much worth pointing out that he is seeking the Republican nomination for the U.S. Senate seat being vacated by the retiring Senator Roy Blunt. So we can't discount the fact that his lawsuit in this case, as well as the similar lawsuits he's filed against Kansas City, Jackson County, and St. Louis County, seeking to invalidate their mask mandates, ultimately are more about politics than about the law. Do we know when those other lawsuits will proceed with hearings? Pretty soon, I suspect. I mean, uh, in all three of the cases that I mentioned, the defendants have filed their responses. So it's just a matter of uh, the courts scheduling those hearings to take place. All right. Well, Dan Margulies is a reporter for KCUR. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Nomi. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Gabe Rosenberg. You can read our coverage of the Missouri School Mask Lawsuit at kcur.org, where you can find more of our podcasts, plus a live stream of Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll hear how Kansas City is trying to find housing for its homeless population before the weather gets cold. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.